Welcome, friends, fans, and followers all over the world. This is Movies in 4K, and I am Bill Shetty. I'm Lady Phantom. And you're listening to episode 51. And we're going to start this off with our fun fact segment. Yeah, today we are reviewing a movie whose working title was Fox Force 5. And if you guys are like me and love Pulp Fiction with a passion, you will remember that that was the name of the pilot that never really got to be into a series where Mia Wallace starred. And she was the thing with knives. Fox Force 5, huh? Yeah. (laughs) That would have worked. So let's get this rolling. Covering from 2020, that infamous year, Birds of Prey. And why don't you go on and say the actual full title there, Phantom of This? <laughs> yeah, the original name was, or is, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Yes, this is listed in four genres action, adventure, comedy, and crime. Yeah, that's pretty much it. A lot of comedy in this. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And there's definitely crime action and they're on an adventure. So it's definitely hits all those very well. Okay. Who directed this movie, Lady Phantom? Kathy Yen. Oh, another woman director here. Yeah. And it shows actually. Does it? Yeah. Well, you can get more into that. Yeah. Okay. And who stars in this film? Okay. We have Margot Robbie, Rosie Perez, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Journey Smollett, Ewan McGregor, Ella J. Basco, and that's it. I mean, others, but they're and not important. where has Rosie Perez been for 30 years? Because I haven't seen her since white men can't jump. <laughs> yeah, and they actually made a point in the movie to mention that she's older. So that, that was cool. Yeah, she looks almost the same as she did back then, except aged, of course. Same body type, everything. She hasn't gained weight or nothing. Yeah, she looks fantastic. She's got a lot of wrinkles and stuff in her face. But yeah, she looks identical almost. Yeah, and not even a lot. But I mean, she looks fine. Well, she did have like some weird creases down by the mouth, like, and I couldn't place what it was. That is true. 4K highlighted that. But what synopsis we got on this? After splitting with the Joker, Harley Quinn joins superheroes Black Canary, Huntress, and Renee Montoya to save a young girl from an evil crime lord. That is a little spoilery right there because they don't even mention who those superheroes are really until the end of the movie. Yeah, plus superheroes that's what <laughs> no, they're called anti-heroes this i would is say dc but they do oh i can't say it it would be a spoiler so you'd have to wait to the last two minutes to see <laughs> how it ends but this movie starts out in cartoon format <laughs> yeah and i was happy because it started with the backstory of harley quinn yeah they made that very quick and very concise and i actually enjoyed it 
Yes, and we'll describe a little bit of it there. She had an abusive father, and she and he sent her away to a school. A Catholic school, school. where they raised her, and she was an outcast along with menace slash many other things. And after the schooling, she ends up going to college and becomes a psychiatrist. Yeah. She gets her PhD, it would be called. And that's where she met the Joker. Well, she goes to work to Arkham Asylum, which is the place where the crazy criminals of Gotham City go. And she meets him there and she falls for him. Right, and she has to prove her love by jumping in this vat of acid, and that's why she's whitish the whole movie. Mm -hmm. And right up front, she's heartbroken because Joker kicked her out. They broke up, and she's having trouble getting over it. And now we're in the live-action stuff here. Yeah. It's just a journey of her going around causing little mayhems here and there and big mayhem sometimes right but more slapsticky i mean this movie is not serious in the least here and we're just coming off the dark night <laughs> yeah it feels like in a completely different place right and <laughs> you know with the joker and i'm like oh are we going to see the joker or whatnot there's a lot of mention of the joker in this she calls him jay mr jay yeah and the, the she joker, has a necklace yeah the joker that gets mentioned here is the one that briefly showed up in uh, suicide squad played by jared leto okay so she's having trouble getting over the joker and she's talking to this one person that becomes a superhero and she kind of wakes up and like okay i'm gonna start creating my own chaos i don't need a man she rips off her necklace throws it aside and runs a vehicle into this plant and we have a big spectacle show yeah and the problem there is that when she was the Joker's girlfriend, she was protected because right. she was the Joker's girlfriend. But now that all the criminal world knows that she is no longer with him, she has made many people very angry. So they are off to get her. Right. So this is when we meet the Rosie Perez character. She's a detective. And since she threw her necklace away, they know right away who she is and then everybody else that she has done wrong to because she's not with the joker anymore is after her so what we get is the main story coming up here that i would describe and they always do this in these movies as the most powerful mob bosses <laughs> They go back and forth in this movie a lot, I'll say. Yeah. They go back in time to Four explain minutes ago. things. Yes, or hours ago or yeah. a week ago. They do this quite frequently. But you learn this story that these mob element people went and took out this crime syndicate boss, the one that has the most money, 
to get their money. Well, they come to find out that they inscribed inside of a super rare five carat diamond the code to the bank account that's, you know, offshore somewhere. Uh So everyone's looking for this diamond. And Harley Quinn comes across this arch nemesis. What are you going to call this guy? The main bad guy in this. Uh the bad guy. <laughs> Ewan McGregor, you disappoint me. Now, Phantom, is this a known character in the comic book? I had never heard of him. I mean, I know he exists, but... Okay, he is acting very aloof most of the movie. There's a lot of comedy going on here. But for this movie's sake, he is one of the top criminal elements. Yeah, yeah, he's the most powerful, definitely. And he, he owns that club, and pretty much he owns the city. And the, the right. criminals, like, yeah. And he wants to find this diamond. He sends his thugs out. It just so happens to get stolen by a little Hawaiian girl or Asian girl thief. Yeah, pickpocket. Yes, she is 15-ish would you say 13 to 15 ish yeah and she's in this movie before this you see her stealing stuff yeah so the whole goal here is is they capture harley quinn this main bad guy and is going to kill her this guy cuts off people's faces by the way and oh, there the is henchman. a scene the henchman yeah and there is a scene they they don't show it like in hostel or texas chainsaw or something but they do pick up a face and show what they're doing and um he is so distraught that the diamond was lost he actually goes out of his mind and it just so happens harley quinn is in his house and they're like oh we need to forget about this let's have some fun and cut off her face yeah he's about to kill her right so she promises to get this diamond Mm-hmm. Now, along with this, we have the side story of the detective, Rosie Perez, that she's almost like an outcast in the force. She got passed over the job of chief, and she's doing things behind the chiefs and the leaders' backs, and they want her off this case. And basically, they suspend her for a couple reasons. I'm not going deep into that. So she's on her own looking for this and the thief and harley quinn and then we got this lady that is a singer that is under the crime boss the main guy he hires her as the driver because he sees her fight right yeah she actually saves harley quinn Uh uh-huh so you got them and then there's one other person that's part of that original family the most powerful the one with the diamond she's like this bow and arrow shooter that she hates Cross to be called <laughs> and she's really intense yeah but her whole mission is just to get back all the people that killed all of her family because one of the mob bosses saved her and raised her and now mm-hmm. she's an adult yeah so you have basically these four women and the girl i don't really want to touch on any more story phantom yeah I mean, that's it, spoiler enough that 
I don't think it's spoilery because that's the whole gist of this story is the diamond. Yes. Yes, you get some backstory and stuff, which isn't spoilery. And you learn about these characters a little bit, where they come from. Enough. Yeah, you, you learn enough. The whole crescendo, if you want to call it, is the bad mob boss against the women. And she is a bad person, let's not forget. And there is a time that they come and band together. Let's just leave it at that. Because so, birds of prey. I mean, the title right. says So it. you have some kick-butt women action, basically. Yeah. Okay, so now we got to get into some technicals here. No, wait. Let me say, before any technicals, I have to say I really didn't think I was going to enjoy this movie because I wasn't... I mean, I kind of enjoyed the um, Suicide Squad one, but it wasn't that great. So I... My hopes for this one were not really high. I ended up enjoying it more than I thought I would. This, I ended up hating it more than I thought I would. Yeah, this movie does not take itself seriously in the least. And I appreciate that. You get a Gotham City, which is not as crazy as what we saw with the Tim Burton movies or with the batman and robin stuff and everything but it is not your regular city either there are things that are like really really wacky and i i don't know i mean and it had cool things like i was reading harley quinn she gets this hyena and that is actually a thing from well, the that's comics where i was gonna start with the technicals was the uh -huh. hyena. and and she names the hyena Bruce after that hunky Wayne guy. I mean, like, she actually likes Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> There's a point in the movie where they are fighting and the most girly thing ever happens. Like, they are uh, fighting and this girl, the, the singer, the canary, she, like, her face is, like, full of, of her hair. Like, her hair is all in her face. And then, like, she looks distraught because of this. And Harley Quinn passes her a hair tie. And I can't think of a more girl thing to happen. And I loved it. And where did she get the hair tie? Women always have hair ties on them. <laughs> oh, like, okay. you should know. <laughs> she's not carrying anything at all. And she's wearing a skimpy outfit. But anyway. I know, but I women... Mean, this movie is not to be taken serious Absolutely. it's supposed to be fun but this movie is so chaotic and annoying to me at parts yes i agree but at the same time i like I but mean, i wanted to save our thoughts to the end and you went and almost spoiled ourselves because i didn't want you to know where i was coming in at but no i'm just saying it. the thing something that i like to mention one thing before i forget <laughs> i don't know how i could but we talked about, on the dark night, about Batman's voice. This girl's voice in this is this high-pitched, annoying, like, sort of New York, crazy flow from Alice voice. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that no. TV show from the 80s. But the way she speaks is so childish and high-pitched. And she narrates most of this movie. Another negative to me. Yeah. Oh, it hurt, Phantom. I got through it. I didn't get up once. We sat and watched it straight through. But it 
was tough <laughs> for me. Yeah, so, some parts were not that easy. Let's talk about the hyena because Phantom thinks it was totally digital. I think they used a dog and then did like motion capture or something and then did the hyena type effects because there Maybe. is times you actually see them pet them. Now, of course, you could do it without that there. or They have some green screen thing coming out and they're doing it. But for some reason, it looked a little bit better than like Twilight's wolves <laughs> that were well, pure yeah. digital. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, this thing, its eyes blinked and, you know, licked its lips and ate and... I mean, you know it's not real, but it's in this fantasy realm that wasn't terrible and it wasn't great, but it was kind of neat in scenes. Yeah, I mean, you have this hyena, which is huge. And basically, he is living in a bathtub in a tiny apartment. Everything is so on purpose everything is so, so crazy and ridiculous. ridiculous that you end up buying it and I'm like why well, not you did no okay. i mean it's not that you buy it in the sense as, as you buy other things but you you end up saying yeah why not i mean why not let's go <laughs> in to the stunt work because i was moderately impressed in the first half of the movie and then they got ridiculous the second half where you can blatantly see some really bad CG and animation done True. with some characters. But the first half, they do what I say should be done in all superhero films is slow it down when they're doing flips and kicks. I think it makes it much more real looking. And this Margot Robbie did tons of gymnastic type poses and kicks and mm -hmm. things like that yeah now i'm gonna ask you this is like a side tangent lady phantom is you knew obviously certain scenes it wasn't her she had a stunt double because of how it was filmed and stuff like that and i always wondered why don't stunt double ever get to act like some of them are so good can't these guys act why don't they ever put stunt people in because they're so talented doing these martial arts and things actually sometimes a few times it has happened like remember the the guy i mentioned in a, a few episodes ago ray park he is a very good stuntman and he also has gotten to act like he did toad in the x-men and then he did darth maul in a in star wars in the first star wars he's fantastic like the way he moves it's amazing but he doesn't talk a lot and then there are other stuntmen that have actually gotten to work like the one from um john wick that no well no he doesn't act he's just the director <laughs> just but <laughs> i think everybody should do what they are fit to do yeah, maybe and they actors. don't want to act i guess but it just seems odd there's so many stuntmen and they're so talented and know how to fall and roll and hit and all sorts of things you think more of them would get a chance to become famous because as you know some of the best actors do their own stunt work yeah 
Yes, there are many, and and even those like Tom Cruise, he is famous because mm -hmm. he does most of his stuff. But then again, sometimes a stuntman or a stunt person in general has to go in because something is way too dangerous. Right. But then again, Tom Cruise is crazy. Who knows, right? But I think it's just that everybody should do what they are fit to do. Like stuntmen are excellent at what they do. That doesn't mean they can act. True. You know, just like actors, I mean, some of them can do their stunts, but their thing, their their craft is acting. Okay, so I think the stunt work was a mixed bag. Some scenes looked really great, some car chase scenes, things like that. Yeah. This roller skating scene was terribly done up towards the latter half yeah, of the film. Yeah, it was nothing impressive, yeah. So what do you say? I, it's a definitely mixed bag to me. I agree okay i agree let's go to the acting now this is gonna have to go to the story and what is asked of them in the movie who did you like the best let's just put it that way did you think harley quinn margot robbie was that good i think she was very good i will not say great or phenomenal or anything but she did very well especially in scenes where she needed to look sad or something, she totally sold it. Did not, not to me. To me, Mary Elizabeth was the best. Just her character and her arc and what she's doing. She was more intense. She did have some witty lines too. Yeah. Where <laughs> it wasn't outlandish stuff like Harley Quinn and the other ones are saying. It was more like slaps sticky but soft yeah it's like where she really didn't get the joke maybe like how she was portraying it yeah so she was maintaining a level of seriousness when she was stating them yeah i like the, that and they never let her say her name right. I, that, that was so funny like they call me you know like stuff like that and then someone interrupts her and she's like oh my like can you just let me say my and also there was a, a scene where someone says that someone has anger issues that actually made me chuckle because it was just well acted it was funny okay I, I really the liked main it. bad guy by ewan mcgregor his name in the movie is roman sionis he is the slowness yeah he's the Slo one sionis. yeah he's anarchy basically oh i this. hated him yeah he was terrible and i want to say that in this particular case I mean, yeah, the character was annoying. He was supposed to be played by Sam Rockwell. He would have been so much better. But anyway, that's beside the point. The point is that I thought Ewan McGregor's acting was terrible. I really <laughs> did. You don't think a lot had to go to the part? Now, you know they bring a lot of themselves to these roles. So you didn't think he did a good job just acting in general. Yeah, I thought at some parts of the movie, I thought he had too much of a problem and, or he was thinking too much about keeping the American accent and failing miserably. And uh, uh, he said, no, no, I, I really didn't like him. And then when he goes and dons the dark mask, well, the black mask, and he wants to be all evil. And at least no, that was no. better than his facial reactions. Watching. Yeah, because you couldn't see his facial reactions. I mean... 
when I read that Sam Rockwell was supposed to do it. It was a pretty cool, I creepy, mean, skeletal mask, though. It was okay. I, mean, I, I didn't All find right. it. Rosie Perez was just average. She's just there she's, to me. She's fine, yeah. I mean, she didn't stand out as good or bad. I mean, it's... Uh, uh. My favorite one, actually, was Journey Smollett. She, I thought she's a beautiful girl. She played her part she sold me a real warmth yeah, to her because she, she was li- really nice she had a little bit of an arc because she had some mystery behind her because she was singing and then she gets this job and then you learn that she can fight amazing yeah so and she could i don't know if she was actually singing in this and movie but she could i want sing. to yeah i want to give her very special props because she was singing her voice is so beautiful i loved her singing so much okay how about uh roman sidekick the guy with all the scars uh, average like very very evil man who's just but I there thought to he cut was better faces. than the boss though well anybody he is looked, better than him he looked demented that's the yeah, point he looked the part he looked kind of crazy he looked the part and he looked like he meant business and that's it and the last one which was absolutely atrocious to me was this little girl i didn't buy her for one second in one scene later. no she she no she was extremely poor I and thought there's she was times just annoying. Where she gets mad and like shoves somebody. I'm like, oh, like how did this girl get this role? Like she is definitely below average. Yeah, she is just there. And she had, I mean, she's in this movie a lot. Yeah, and they did give her very quickly uh, a backstory right there. And you learn a little bit about her and everything. But she was just there. Actually, that's one thing I want to mention that this movie, I think, does very well. The backstory part, like they managed to explain everything they need to explain about everyone they have to explain it about very quickly and very effectively. Yes, going back and forth. It's not done at once. Going back and forth or whatever they need to do, they they do a very special mixture of cartoons and and stuff to explain stuff quickly, and it works. I will say it was kind of confusing in a couple scenes. It was. It was. Because you see something happen that's really in the future, and then they go back, and then they re-show the same scene. It yeah. happened at least three times. Yeah, but they I could have cut at least 10 minutes right there. That is true. But I did find that when they actually show the thing again, I already knew everything that had led to that. And it, it didn't really bother me that much. But uh, yeah, this movie is way too long. Yes. way too okay. 20 minutes too we long. got the last character in this movie which is all this music and sound effects and songs and covers because it's almost constant there's yes. very few times when it's just character on character talking there's always music noise sound effects happening in this movie yes. i will say it's not as chaotic as uncut gems <laughs> where everybody's talking constantly oh, over no. each other and loud music but there is tons of music chaotic and phonetic it 
I mean, it was annoying to me because there was never a downtime of it. It's always a song playing or always action going. Not, no time to sit and relax and take it in. You know, it, it was so, I don't want to say chaotic, a word less than chaotic, but phonetic. Almost like chaotic. <laughs> you know, something like that, but. There was some songs in there that I personally like, some 70s songs. Yeah, a lot of covers. But what's your opinion with the music and sound and score? Uh, I didn't love it. Some songs, I think, went well with the story. I didn't dislike the covers as much as I would have thought. But in general, you were right. Too much ah, high energy. But then again, that's to be expected with a movie about Harley Quinn. I mean, she is like not right all there, you know, up there. I mean, after all, she was the Joker's girlfriend. So, But she is a psychiatrist. Yeah. So but, she is intelligent. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not a... I mean, she is very intelligent. I, I would say even to the point and of I brilliance. I will say, Phantom, how the movie started, yeah, she's running around, jumping on people and throwing bottles and all sorts of stuff and kicking people and things like that. She does come off that once she gets captured and then the women band together. So it's not that pace all the time because it's almost so goofy mm -hmm. in the opening scenes. Yeah. There is a time when she, even though she's talking with that high-pitched voice, she does come to realize a few things here. She has some empathy. Absolutely. And actually, I think that this character is bright, almost to be brilliant. But we also know that many brilliant people are kind of psychotic. And she, I mean, yeah, she is a psychiatrist and everything, but she's not very okay up there herself. I mean. Okay. And the last technical I want to talk to, and then we can get our ratings out and jump into that 4K stuff, is the makeup. What did you think of her tattoos, her actual makeup, her lips, the white effect, and stuff like that? The Her makeup, like her skin makeup, was fine. I wouldn't necessarily believe that that's the new, that, that that's the color of her actual skin. Because it looks kind of pearly somehow. And the tattoos, I mean, it's obvious that they're not real. Okay, so you noticed that right away. Yeah. All right. So, what about he, you? I had to ask the Phantom <laughs> is this girl that white? Because I didn't realize in the beginning they said that. And then they actually repeated she fell in acid. She says it to in another chemicals, character. yeah. So, I didn't realize that in the very beginning. So, like an hour in, I asked the Phantom, I said, Is this girl that's white? I didn't know. Yeah, but I mean, since I mean, I know her very well, but I've once seen her you in enough said stuff. Yes, it did just look like caked on powder on her arms and legs and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's not as bad as or as obvious and in other things where you know that it's like just, just badly put powder, you know, but. I mean, I know her. I know her 
well. I've seen her in many things. And it looked kind of pearly somehow. So, no, I would never believe that that's the actual color of her skin. All right, I'm ready. You ready? Yeah. Who wants to go first? I will go first. And yes, I mean, I did enjoy this movie more than I thought. I do want to watch the special features because they sound cool. But this movie is by no means the best that the cinema has given us. I'm giving it a 5.5. Barely above average. I thought you were coming in 8-ish or something. No, 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 no. I mean, it's okay. I, I enjoyed it. I think it's above average so you personally would have rated this higher if you wasn't going by all the technicals and camera work and story and dialogue and everything not necessarily maybe so it was only a 5.5 funness to you that's pretty low it's it's just fun this movie is fun it doesn't take itself too seriously it's well made with a few exceptions here and there but i mean i cannot fool myself either it's not a great movie yeah okay um oh and I, and I say well now i have the 4k and i do want to keep it because i want to watch the special features but i say it's a rent all right i'm lower i really did think she was coming in higher on this but a lot of the technicals were not good to me the dialogue was terrible to me it didn't land a lot of the comedy in it didn't land to me very phonetic sound all the time and i'm the audio guy i like good sound and stuff like this but it's just constant and it drags on you it makes you weary it's like can we just have a 20 minute scene of some dialogue going on or something else and it just never breaks into that the effects were mixed baggery Mm -hmm. at best yeah it started way better and goes downhill halfway in. And it was depressing because some of the scenes of bodies landing on cars and being shoved, wow, was really poorly edited, shot, and melded with the effects in there. And then here and there you get a, uh, an effect that looks really cool. It's just like, Yeah, what? it's all over the place. But to me... The story and everything, I can't go any higher than a three. This isn't a void. What did you say, uh, rent or buy? Rent. Okay. So let's move into the 4K good stuff. All right, Lady Phantom, this was shot on digital cameras, 3.4, and then it was up converted up to four, so this is a true 4K. <laughs> people like to make mention to it and it doesn't matter if they do it right you never know if one's in 2k up converted or converted right to 4k believe me we got many that we'll show you and they're on our demo list all right phantom we just covered on bonus the dark knight which we were both highly impressed with yep now this is newer digital cameras what say you It's just funny because you would think that such a colorful movie, which this is, it's, it has color everywhere, that it would be so much better than something like The Dark Knight, which is, I mean, it, it, it has spectacular HDR and everything, but it's very dark because, ha, The Dark Knight. 
But no, it's not. I mean, there are things, there are scenes that look very cool, that look colorful, that there are lights shining very bright and really look beautiful. But for some reason, the the movie itself, it's 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 plain somehow. I was so unimpressed and I was disappointed because I knew this was all digital. So once I see that, I know you're not going to have grain unless they digitally add grain, which has been done in movies yep. and it super ticks me off. Yep. We've done, I think, two of them out of 70 odd. Some we've graded so far. Yep. But yeah, and I heard that this was such a colorful film. You look at the poster artwork online or on the disc it's got every color known to man so wide color gamut should have been in bloom things should have been popping off the screen the reds the yellows the oranges should have popped in your face and none of that this was so stationary so plain yeah but <laughs> saying that i mean it's crisp it's detailed there's no blur there's no grain yeah. there's no fuzziness but it doesn't rise to any level that I was watching 4K. This could have been a Blu-ray to me, a standard Blu-ray. Yeah, and please, a word of, I don't know, just a suggestion to directors. Please, if you're going to use fire, use actual fire. Don't do di digital fire and digital explosions. They just yeah, look but bad. I, I'm going to stick up for it in this film because what she took out was like this super huge warehouse and mechanical well, yeah. thing. And it was way off in the distance. It wasn't up close. So... I will stick up for that in this. I mean, you could tell it looked fake, that it wasn't a real Yeah, that's true. Fire. And it was really colorful. I mean, because since you have any amount of chemicals in a plant like that, the fire was many different colors. I'll tell you what I was so, a scene I was so disappointed in. It's a scene they played twice. She's going into the police station and she's shooting off these mm. beanbag-like things yep. that explode with glitter and just knocks them down yep and i'm like oh my god what a perfect thing to have blown out color tons of specular highlights and you get none i mean it looked good it's colorful but not to the level that 4k should be done yeah i know i mean you see this like i don't know if uh, glittered confetti or something uh -huh. because it was thick and and that should have looked so incredible, and it just looked meh. Just herself should. She's got this white powdery face, bright red lipstick, red eyeshadow, blue eyeshadow. She's got colored hair in both ponytails, and it all was just static. Like, not one of them colors popped out that looked, ooh, look how rich that is. Yeah. Look how deep color that... No, it was just like a regular HD Blu-ray. Yeah, and Margot Robbie has striking blue eyes. Really? Mm -hmm. And I didn't even notice it. That I you're mean, saying she that. does. I mean, I know. But, and they do focus on her eyes at some points. And yeah, they look blue, but nothing... Out of the Out ordinary. of the ordinary. It was so annoying because it was such a missed opportunity all this movie yes and the contrast ratio wasn't utilized with the dark scenes here either just oh, no. nothing there was a very few scenes where there was 
moderate popping i would say it's the typical flashlight scene or something that and i would say a little bit in the the booby trap that they call it i think it was a place where where the joker and and she had a lot of stuff and there are hands and they fight some goons there and that looked oh decent oh talking about this the ending scenario it lasts a good 15 20 minutes they're in a fun house with yeah, a mirage mirror. of colors and mirrors go to john wick to see how to do it yes people behind this movie like seriously this could have been an awe-inspiring scene yes scene this whole movie could have been yeah this could have been an a plus lady phantom well no it couldn't because the sound we're getting to that that's but true in the video department if they would have took the time and transferred this and manipulated dim colors with the high contrast ratio phantom i wouldn't be shocked if this is one of them blade runner 2049s where there's a couple scenes you get two 300 nits and that's it like the hdr on this movie ticks me off actually yeah probably I mean, I'm telling you that scene in that place, uh, the the scene where they are fighting in this place with big hands, I thought that looked decent. But oh, all the the whole movie looked decent. It looked like a Blu-ray. Yeah, that's there true. There was not nothing that said, "Oh my god." No. And nothing. we watched this on Dolby Vision, which is the best format in HDR too. Yeah. On an OLED TV, and it just didn't perform. It's it's a money grab disc to me, Lady Phantom. It was shot on digital, so they just transferred it 4K, and they slapped the HDR title on it. They didn't manipulate anything. They didn't raise the levels on the brightness and the darkness. They just transferred it over, and here you go. Well, it's 4K resolution. That's about it. Yeah. So onto the audio. I mean, this is so hard for me to rate the audio too because, like we said in the review, it's just constant, nothing special. And I'm actually taking it down more, Phantom, because it was nonstop, and uh, you would never feel involved in this movie. It's not, and it could be. It's an action movie. Mm-hmm. You know, you should feel part of the action in these scenes. But how could you with this loud, blaring cover songs that are sped up or slowed down and sung by somebody else to make it sound weird, technotronic or something? And it didn't work. It took me out of actually the whole auditorial experience. Yeah, because, I mean, sometimes when you do that, if they don't do it right, you start, instead of really paying attention to the movie, at, at least I started like, wait a minute, I know that. What's that a cover of? And and you, you know, <laughs> because it's it's kind of blaring, you know, that, that you kind of know the song, but they're not doing it right, not really, really right. So then it takes you out of the movie, and then by the time you're back in the movie, you missed something. I, I mean, some of the songs I enjoyed, some of the covers I enjoyed. But yeah, I mean, in general, like when you have all that noise 
because it, sometimes it's not sound, it's noise constantly. It It's so distracting. Yes, it, it was really hard on me. The one thing Dark Knight, our criticism, though, was the dialogue. Center I channel would, track. The dialogue this was is fine. Perfectly fine. Surprisingly, with all this chaotic music constantly, they did raise the level to centers, and everybody is very intelligible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, movie. you don't miss anything. Yep, and nobody really has any different accent or anything where, you know, sometimes it's hard to decipher if mm-hmm. it's a little lower or something. It all came through strong there. All right, Lady Phantom, what do we have as special features which are on the standard Blu-ray disc? Yeah, and they look cool, really. We have Bird's Eye View Mode. This fresh take on the film is loaded with Harley iced looks, fun facts, and Easter eggs, all viewed in a Bird's-centric style. It also includes Gag Reel, Birds of Prey, Birds of a Feather, How the Birds Came to Life. Sanity is so last season. Diving into all things fashion. Wild Nerds, Meet Bruce the Hyena. Grime and Crime, Get Into the Grit of Production Design. Romanesque, Who is Black Mask? A Love-Skate Relationship. All right, Lady Phantom, here's the time out there. I think you all know where we're going to be coming in with this, but maybe not. We could shock you. I don't know if you're going to say it's worthy, unworthy, but what's your grade and what do you got? I am going with a solid C, just average, and I really don't think it's worth it. Yeah, I'm right in there too, Lady Phantom. I was quandering back and forth between C minus C, C plus. I can't go anything lower than C, which would be perfectly average because it is clear. There's no blurry spots in it. Yeah, there's no grain. There was nothing. There was no lines that went through it that wasn't produced right or something or flickering or anything like this. I will say, I just remembered the scene. The best looking scene in this movie is they flash it for two seconds, Lady Phantom. It's about an hour and 40 minutes in. It's after one of the fight montages. They go to an overlook of the city. It goes pitch black with stars in the city that was the best looking scene in this it happens a million times in the dark night yeah way better that's what it reminded me of a little but yeah not as good as in the dark night but yeah it looks very good so i'm gonna be right with you lady phantom i'm gonna go see because it is clear but it is unworthy don't spend the extra money for this there's no special features on the 4k the Atmos track doesn't really bring anything, and that might be on the Blu-ray, too. I didn't check that. But, yeah, if this is your film, which I don't know why this would be your film anyway, <laughs> this film isn't worth it, and I don't even think Phantom would really want to sit through this again. I mean, she didn't rate it high, but she did enjoy it. Would you really sit through this movie again? Yeah. Would you? Yeah, I mean, I, wow. it's fun. Of the thousand discs we got, you would pull that one well, out? no, <laughs> it's not like, oh, today I want... No, I would definitely, I will definitely watch the special features because I love gag reels. I 
Always I love them. I do want you, as a superhero fan, Lady Phantom, mention, though, if a listener is on the fence right now, who do you think this movie's for? Who do you think would enjoy this? You know after seeing it that I didn't have to say anything, that you knew I was going to hate it because of the story and all sorts mm-hmm. of things and bad effects. But who do you think would really get something out of it to rent it? Well, I mean, this movie has a lot of little things here and there that come straight from the comics. So, Would if you, you say John Wick fans would like this? No, like I would say Batman comic book fans can get a, get something out of this. But if you're not into that, anybody out of the... What type of person do you think would get something more out of this to pay 20 to $30 for this movie? Well, I'm in a pickle. Because <laughs> you never I mean, wanted to see this. I not, asked you about this a year ago or when it came out. This is a 2020 movie. Yeah, not specifically. Um, I, I really don't know. All right. All right. So we're both at a C. It's totally average. The 4K is unworthy. Let's wrap up episode 51, Lady Phantom. Why don't you tell the fans what to do? The fans should go to BillShetty.com. Sign that guest book. Leave us comments. Do the requests, the recommendations, suggestions. Know that they will be in the queue. We cannot promise that we will do them very soon because we have a long queue. But we will get to them eventually. And please remember... not really eventually. I mean, we do them pretty quick. Yes. We're wrapping them off. We're going to have two each week for the month of January. Definitely. Maybe even February. I don't mean eventually like, you know, Mr. Incredible. Eventually. No, I mean, don't expect them tomorrow. I mean, that's basically it. And remember that nice reviews on Apple Podcasts and everything. They are always welcome. And... I don't know if anyone out there is we've been doing a lot of bonuses and our written reviews have been tapering off since Christmas because we were busy and we did a lot of bonus shows, but we will have several written reviews coming out. So we want you to bookmark Bill Shetty. 